Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I see you pondering, but the pleasure will be mine, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Finally, international football is upon us. It's Wednesday, 6th of September. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Addy Russell. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm the Dushan Hunter-Raja. Hi, everybody. Good to have you with us on this wonderful Wednesday in this wonderful kingdom. Andy McNeil, <laughs> thank you very much for a bit of Shed 7 disco down. He yeah. knows how to tickle my fancy, Andy. I love the way that um, patrons look at this and they go, okay, I've got an opportunity to submit a line for the intro mm. and it's very obviously going to be Marcus reading it. <laughs> so what do I do? Bang, Shed 7. Do you yeah. know what, right? There's <laughs> some people now submitting their suggestions on the on the where they can on uh, on our Patreon, and they'll just name a song and go any line from that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to do your work for you. <laughs> you know what we should. You know what we should do. We should collate all of them throughout the season and, and playlist and add them to a playlist. Yeah, on Spotify. On to Spotify, maybe we'll do that. How about that? That would for be really. That'd be really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd like that. It'd be, it'd be four artists, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, no, no, no. It's not just about me. It's about the patrons. You see, and there's they've got a Sorry. very wide. It'll be four uh, Oasis taste. albums. That's yeah. simply what it will be. <laughs> There's more than four. Marcus actually recognises Standing on the Shoulder of Giants and Beyond, don't mm. you? Of course I do. You observe those. You've got to take the rough they, with the smooth. They're canon, aren't they? They have, oh, But it was smooth and then rough, 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 rough. Yeah. Well, you know, Rough Riders. That's what we are, <laughs> Oasis fans. Would you do a Rough Rider uh, uh, lyric? Yeah. I think I'd, you should. Yeah. Submit it. I would. I will. Yeah. 
Fish was on the Patreon before he joined us, of course. God he bless was. him. Good, good lad. Good lad. That's yeah. why he's here. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it feels now. It feels a bit like Jay Z drinking his own champagne, doesn't mm. it? No, <laughs> what, what? no, but you, money at us, and we said thanks very much. <laughs> no, he was. He opened up a gold tier. Yeah. No, when I say he money. so much money, and now he's a host. <laughs> he was, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, like he's Elon Musk. It. He has. Yeah. Yeah. No, Vish is very much the musketeer. Of this, is Vish is X. this is Vish's ex. This is Vish's ex. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> Right, everybody. Um, it is International Week. Finally, thank Ooh. God for that. Gareth Southgate's future has <laughs> yeah. been in question this week. It's been in question for a while. I think it's been in answer this week, hasn't it? Well, really? okay. Well, indeed. So, of course, England returned to action against Ukraine on Saturday uh, in another qualifier ahead of the Euros in 2024 next summer. Um, but his contract to England expires um, next December. Uh, December next year, 2024. Uh, but according to reports this week, he could be set to leave after the Euros. Um, what do you think, Vish? Did this put you into a panic or did you think, yeah, that's probably about right? And also, yeah. where's this story come from? Like, how has this come out? Uh, it's come out in the way that these stories usually come out because it's an international week and so journalists make calls and com- have conversations with the FA around the national team. It's it's pretty common. It's when the focus shifts, really, that everyone mm-hmm. kind of arrows in on that. And and that's where it's come from. Yeah. Um, and, and also, as as with most, most football stories, it comes from agents, really. Yeah. So they'll be privy to certain conversations and that'll come through there. I mean, you'd say it's a feeling and an atmosphere rather than a bombshell. Yeah, point, exactly. Because it makes sense. I think it does make sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, it's a natural end point for what has been very successful and, and more importantly for our collective psyche mm-hmm. and support of England a very nourishing period that I think a lot of us thought were beyond the national team mm-hmm. specifically the England men's national team in terms of attachment um, football um, success to a point I appreciate that we haven't picked up any silverware as such but it feels like the right time on a number of fronts because I think he has taken England as far as he can mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily disparaging towards him I just think it's just a progression of the players now if you think of how he started from the under 21s to now the, mm-hmm. those younger players who are coming through and be, becoming yeah. prominent members in this squad uh, in this first team to be fair um, yeah I, I think it kind of makes sense I mean like we will, I suppose the big question is the successor but in terms of Southgate walking away um, uh, yeah this feels like the cleanest break yeah Andy I think I, think, I, I agree with you Fish I think you know, with Southgate, Andy, as Vish says, it's been as a, from an England fan's point of view, or certainly from my point of view, I think a lot of people it's been it's been absolutely great this period. And it's about more than just the team. It is. Well. It is about more the team, but because you know results and silverware uh, will ultimately sort of dictate. You know, if you'd have won the last two or three tournaments, you know, people would have said, you know, "Crying out loud, stay on." But with Southgate, you know, I suppose the situation is if England underperform at the Euros. You know, we're assuming that they're going to get there. They're in pole position in the group. It'd be an absolute unmitigated disaster if they didn't qualify. Well, they'll go anywhere. And England, England, have always, England have always been really good at qualifying. Yeah, uh, I, over, over the last it's decade and a half. If, if they don't qualify, he's yeah. done. So, so, so with, it's relevant. So, with yeah. regards to the, yeah. with regards to the tournament, if they underperform at the tournament, it's probably time to go. Um, if they win the tournament, which I personally think they have a hell of a chance. It's a brilliant time to go. It, it is. It is absolutely the time <laughs> yeah. to go. It's the apex. And, and, and if they finish, say they get to the quarters or the semi-finals, it's kind of like a. It's where he's. Perhaps that's the ceiling there, and that would probably be the time to go. But I think, Marcus, what, what you were talking about there, what what would be par, what would be overachieving, and what would be underachieving, is is all very objective, isn't it? 
Don't you th- it's all very subjective. I don't think don't, they can overachieve think? at this tournament. I think winning this tournament wouldn't be overachieving for this England side, considering you the think, position I they are. I agree. Uh, you see, I, I don't think it would be par. No, I don't think it's par. Well, okay. So, okay. So if you put those sort of parameters, then, you know, technically it's but You see, uh, we've discussed this before, and I think England are one of the teams mm-hmm. who can reasonably aspire to win it. That doesn't mean they're the over, overwhelming favourite and not winning it is a failure. I think that's the difference. I agree with that point. Because, because it's a cup competition. It's all about the manner. So say if, for example, I think, for example, if England, say, lost in the semi-final mm-hmm. or the final with a similar performance to the one mm-hmm. at France in the World Cup, that would, that, that, would, that would be part, fair enough. But do you think Southgate would then, it's a good time for him to talk, can you see him staying on I, after I, the I, Euro? I think he goes anyway. And I, I think it's interesting, the fact that, Pep Guardiola's name has been mentioned mm-hmm. as whether he would be interested in it is a different question, but the, the FA are interested in him. I think that speaks to how people are feeling, what Vish was talking about in terms of Southgate having taken England as far as they can get. And I don't think the result of the Euros will change that if we're talking about the progression of this set of players. The fact is, the way the Premier League has gone, the the sort of players that England produces nowadays, I think... Pep Guardiola will click with those players, not just because he's a coach that makes players demonstrably better. I think he will click with those players better than Gareth Southgate will. I think I think it's within England's interest to keep Guardiola at club level because you talk about the kind of players England produce now. We've got Guardiola to thank. Yeah, that's, I see, I, that. I, that's where I diverge from Andy. I think... Um, I, I feel like not that the FA have any choice where Guardiola. No, uh, and, it, in terms and, of and of course they're interested. He's the best manager in the world, so they're obviously mm-hmm. they're not doing their job. I mean, they, they don't do their job properly. But <laughs> that particular part of their job not be doing properly specifically if they weren't interested in him, and that's kind of fine. Um, the problem is that Guardiola is a proper details man. He's, exactly. for, he's forensic. He's at week to week, day to day, and he's not going to get that time. And no. He's not going to get that. I mean, the amount of he'll, he'll can be, you know how mad he would be mate, waiting I, weeks I, and months. I, I he'll be saying, <laughs> sorry, he'll be saying to you know Eric Ten Hag, mm. I need Marcus Rashford um, in March. The tournament's not till June. I need him now. <laughs> and we're currently in September. Yeah, I need him yeah. now. <laughs> I need to condition yeah. him. I need to get. Yeah. I, he would. He would become like um, you know Doc Brown in Back to the Future. You know what I mean? You wouldn't see him for a while. He would just go, <laughs> Without yeah, the hair. Would. Like, imagine that. Yeah. No one's seen Guardiola for a couple of months. Yeah. And when you see him next, he is buzzing at the press conference. Yeah. Like Chiro, where he goes off road in Gamora. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, I, yeah. I really don't think that um, we, as as football fans, as a, as, you know, as a, as a football family, should be. <laughs> and we are a family. And we are. I don't think we should be giving Pep Guardiola that much free time. We simply, yeah. do, I, I we simply do not know what he's that's done. A drum, he's done a drum and bass album. <laughs> he's, he's putting out an FA record. He's teamed up with Whacking Phoenix. We need, to, <laughs> we need to give him something to do. I was a bit worried when they won the treble, Man City, yeah. but you know, he's. he's Hang on a minute. Is he running SpaceX? <laughs> he's running SpaceX. <laughs> Oh yeah. He's run to Windsor. It's a good, it's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I, I, here's the, here's another thing that is to, to bring this back, crashing back down to earth. Not SpaceX. Yeah. Bringing this back down to earth um, <laughs> is that the issue with I said it's kind of fine that the FA want Guardiola. Great, fine. You know, everyone in the world wants Guardiola. That's kind of part of the course. The issue with them making this statement, whether it's a statement or whether they've leaked it out via journalist, is that it should give England fans pause for thought because it shows there's no proper succession mm. plan in place, which is something we've been talking about on this show for years. The start that Southgate's made, the platform he's developed, mm-hmm. the way he's revolutionised that England setup should be seen as a platform, yeah. not a kind of summit. And because they haven't been able to do anything to get anyone in place behind them that mm. I know of, um, they've not done like a Yogi Love situation. They've not done anything 
um, in terms of succession planning alongside him. Steve Holland's not going to get the job next, mm. and he's been the right-hand man mm. for Southgate for years. There's been no one in there ready to go. So if they're, at this point, scratching around, mm. leaking out, they're quite like Pep Guardiola, thanks, and that's the extent of their succession planning, yeah. then we're going to go back to where I mean, you can, no, I, I think the reason they're going for... So I, I, I looked at this from a different point of view. I think the reason they're going for Pep Guardiola is because they have succession planned in that... The roots are there. The roots weren't there five years ago, but it's clear from the way that the under-21s, the under-17s go about their business, the way England are profiling players a lot better now, the well, way that they're... Under-21s are winning the Euros. But this, yeah. not, the point is this, though, surely they're not going to get Pep Guardiola. No, they're but, not going to get but, a 52-year-old Pep Guardiola. Yeah, yeah sure. But, but like, I, I think the if you look at what they've put in place there, they've basically put in place you know, an, an academy of sorts, a setup that, mm-hmm. f- that, that probably the closest that we've had that mimics... Mm-hmm. A really successful club setup, yep. which is kind of Man City. So it means that you can go in for those kind of managers and have them, you know, looking through the under 17s, looking through the mm-hmm. under 21s, and judging it in the way that Southgate has grown to judge, yeah. you know, the players within that setup. But I th- I'm not saying Guardiola would be a g- yeah. good move, but I don't have any problem with them looking at managers like that, looking at kind of more system managers. But I think you'd need a manager who's familiar with the England setup because if you did parachute someone else in, yeah. it doesn't take long for that to suddenly, you know, if he doesn't quite click, he's not getting his way, there's a bit of an ill feeling. It's a um, risk going big for a results manager in inverted commas. I do it? think it is. I mean, look yeah. at Southgate. Southgate didn't want the job, according to some reports, you mm. know, first. I mean, some It's might... worked for him because he knows every level of the FA. Yeah, I mean, well. Lee, Lee Carsley, former Ireland international, which, you know, obviously led England to a Euros under 21s win, um, playing some, some very good football. People would think that is a massively underwhelming appointment if he was to take over from Southgate uh, and whatnot. But it's the route that, that, that happened with Southgate. Now, nothing's yeah. a gimme. And yeah. I just think that he would know that system. And crucially, he would actually take the job. Well, yeah. and and uh, But again, I don't think you have to do that. I don't think well, he's in the under-21s and they had success, so therefore he needs to. I just think that whatever you do, it's a bit of a risk. And I think that getting in a big name, the FA have tried to do that. And I think with a big name, I'm not sure if they would want to come in and then impose their thoughts on the whole setup, their thing. Whereas, as you say, this platform and this this template, if you like, that Southgate has helped create among a lot of other people in the FA, how you how you have a camp when you're at the World Cup, how you do it, and all that sort of thing. It wouldn't take that long for a manager who disagrees with that to kind of not undo it all, but make it, it would there would be a bit of tension and, and so on because you know the charisma and the personalities of those involved that does mean something. Yeah, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but I suppose a lot of the things that they would maybe tinker with, I feel like would be more on field because mm-hmm. so much of the other stuff has been so successful, successful yeah. that it's set in stone. Even little things like in in terms of like media work, um, you know, ahead of the ahead of his first mm-hmm. uh, tournament in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, Very different. Yeah, Southgate um, decided to do uh, NFL I, I, style. You might have, you might have been there, but yeah, he decided to do mm-hmm. like a you know open training hall. Everyone is there mm-hmm. up for grabs. Talk to whoever you want. Yep. You know, embargoes, whatever. Working out yourself, mm-hmm. and it was quite refreshing. And it basically ended up having the players players a bit more understanding with the media and, and mm-hmm. vice versa. And mm-hmm. probably the media understanding with the players that was that was most important. And it kind of built up a bit of a collective psyche. Now the FA aren't, aren't going to stop doing that because someone comes in and things are different. You, you say that. Uh, I think a top end of the Premier League slash European football manager 
is going to expect a completely different level of control, and they often mm. govern that, don't they? Yeah, that's, yeah, and, that's and that would be that would be the danger for me. I, I think, I think in terms of atmosphere, that's 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 quite an. Interesting We're all looking thought. forward for Frank Lampard taking the job. Wow, well, right. <laughs> he knows the and, team, and and the thing is, um, you know, this legacy situation and this this kind of thing of what the, the, the impact that Southgate leaves, part of it at least will depend on how they perform next summer. Yeah, and you know. Andy and I sat chatting about this. We disagreed on this a number of years ago. Andy was sat where Vicious now and he said that, you know, you've got to build slowly and you can't expect the world straight away and et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> well, we're now, you know, time time clump comes at you fast and we're now at the point where it's going to probably be his last roll of the dice. Mm. So his fourth f- tournament. So for him to have the impact he wants to have, I feel like you can never say they've got to win because so, I understand, much, yes. so much of tournaments depends on luck and the draw and all yeah. the rest of yeah, it. Yeah. And it can, it can hinge on something so small that you can't expect it to be in control of that. But they need to be in a situation now where if everything goes well for them, they win. They're the fa- among then, the favourites. And yeah, and then um, then you see what comes off the back of that. Because I, I think if the FA haven't planned for this succession to kick on again and they don't win in the summer, mm. it's all going to be for, not for nothing, but it's all going to be wasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we should say that uh, the latest news in the England camp is Jack Grealish and Trent Alexander-Arnold have had to pull out of the squad this week, uh, which which is a shame because you think, you know, Trent at least, you know, picked as a midfield player. Would he be, you know, exploring <laughs> that role a bit more? Grealish, I wouldn't imagine, would perhaps start, but he certainly would be one um, you would think would get some minutes. So, uh, But they've got enough England elsewhere, you would, you would certainly hope. Um Let's talk about Jordan Henderson. So Jordan Henderson is in this the This is England not what squad. he wanted, was it? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he agree to that interview? Well, well it, that's that probably done, Dustin, now. Yeah, right. exactly. I think yeah. that clears it all up. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, so Jordan Henderson gave his first interview yesterday since moving to al Atifak in Saudi Arabia. And there was some, some choice quotes from that. He said that he strongly believes that him playing in Saudi Arabia is a positive thing and maintained that his progressive views have not changed. Uh, he also said everybody should be respectful of religion and culture. That's what I think we're all trying to fight for here in terms of inclusion and everything. There was a lot more um, uh, what he said in the interview, but it was it didn't deviate from those. Um, it's, it's worth reading the interview because Adam, yeah, really worth reading. Adam Crafton and David Winston are obviously both excellent journalists. Mm-hmm. They, they It's quite strange for the journalists of their quality to just do a transcript kind of piece, yeah. which is what they ended up doing because I don't think they wanted Henderson's words to be... Kind of misconstrued or whatever they wanted to lay them all out there, which I thought was a clever thing to well, do. Well, Henderson's actually. been very, he's been criticised by a lot of people for this move. So they said, right, okay, over to yeah. you then. Let, yeah. Then he's giving you and, room and, to speak. And it's kind of interesting that he he agreed to do this with clearly no PR there with a journalist, a pair of journalists that he obviously he, he actually implied himself he could have done it with journalists that he knew better, uh, and then he put it all out there for him to, for people to mm-hmm. kind of see it. And I thought I thought the results were actually pretty damning, actually. I thought he's he's you know at <clears throat> at best he's quite unclear on what he's doing and why and at worst he's basically proven himself to already have been sports washed by mm. by a regime which is tremendously disappointing. I thought it was a cop out. I thought um it confirmed all the worst suspicions <laughs> I had via a combination of kind of mealy mouthed apologies and excuses for taking taking you know basically taking the Saudi king shilling or whatever you want to call it. Um, Would you have preferred him? So, well, we don't say Henderson. We don't want to put words in his mouth and say, but if a player like Henderson, who's clearly gone there in the twilight of his career, as he said, blah blah blah. If that player turned around, they offered me so much money. I just thought, you know, this. I think, how I can think, I turn it down? Would you? Would, well, I think you have an element of respect. If he come out and said, yeah. um, "Look, my priority in my life is my family, yeah. and this is a short career." And I've not got long left as a mm-hmm, player. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's going to happen after that. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. so the opportunity was too good to turn down. I understand people have got a problem with it. 
fair enough. You're out. You're entitled to have your opinion. Yeah. But that's a decision I made for my family. Yeah. I wouldn't agree with him. But you'd at least but, say he's honest. We, we all know where we stood, right? We yeah. all understand what the situation was, right? The, 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 the situation with this now is I that... shouldn't say that at least he'd been honest because he may well be honest here, but the words are open to... Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to believe that, though, Mark. I don't think it's, he it's, is. It's really hard to believe that okay. when, when, when you read it because um, this interview is a strange paradox because, as Luke said, uh, David Ornstein and uh, Adam Crafton did a really good job of not letting him squirm away from stuff mm -hmm. of, of of trying to hold him to account of being direct and, and Adam Crafter particularly questions. did yes yeah. and yeah he went out of his way to give incredibly unsatisfying answers mm. you, know, you know he said I, he didn't know about so when that, that that photo of him wearing the rainbow armband it was the photo was oh, that, made that was black. laughable though the, the, you know, his, he his, his response sorry Andy but his response mm -hmm. to that just before I forget it's absolutely laughable that he couldn't see that and retrospect and go do you know what that was wrong. Yeah. That shouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. I had no control over it at the time. I didn't know they were going to do that, but I understand how that looks and that shouldn't have happened. And I'm sorry for that because that sends the wrong message. What he ended up doing was saying some kind of mealy mouth nonsense that didn't actually say anything. He then made excuses for respecting Saudi religion and culture. And as our colleague Chloe Morgan said in the response piece on The Athletic, which I recommend you read as well, she's making the point saying, yeah, but the Saudi religion makes it impossible for homosexuality to actually exist. And homosexuality is not a culture. We, 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 and so it's not, it's not anything to do with lifestyle. It's to do with the fact that we are being told that we are not eligible to exist in this society. Well, it's, it's, yeah. it's absolutely spot on because the other thing um, that excuse always, always glosses over, slashes, ignores outright deliberately is that there are, you, you know, Muslim LGBTQ plus people in the world exactly. all over the world yeah and the reason saudi's atrocities have come to light is because of the work they've done is because of mm. you know a lot of the talking that they've been able to do through you know for hooker by crook like it's as adam crafton says in the piece itself and, and you know he, he does well to hold hold his line throughout really which is why he's an exceptional journalist but he says he, he puts that to henderson he was like this isn't like a, a culture thing. This isn't a choice that people have. This is like someone doesn't wake up and have an epiphany and think, oh, I'm going to be gay today. It is how people are born. It's how people come into this world. And, you know, he, he, he would know all this. Like, I think that's the most frustrating thing because as... As we can... So he said, sorry to cut in, but just give you the exact quote. So you can, he says, Crafton says, we heard a lot about this during the World Cup in Qatar, about having to respect culture. When we talk about culture, I think of food, music, sport and art. Then I think about being a gay person, which is not something I've woken up one day and decided I want to get into. Yeah. It's something you're born as. You can't change it. So therefore, when people describe homosexuality as a culture, I think gay people really struggle with that because you're basically being told you just have to accept to live a life where you're illegal. Let's be clear, okay? The word culture doesn't belong here. Right, it doesn't apply. This is what um, people are saying is a religious thing. And as you say, Vish, you know, Saudi Arabia is an Islamic nation. Um, but of course, there are LGBTQ plus Muslims. So when people talk about culture, it's ridiculous. But the, the, the chat that we had on Friday um, and some people are saying is, OK, we have our thoughts about Henderson's move to Saudi Arabia and, and his quotes here and blah, 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 blah. Some people saying he shouldn't be picked for the England squad because of this. Now, I've would passionately disagree with that. I think that Southgate has a right to pick him and I think Henderson has a right to wear the shirt. And the reason why I think that is because we live in a liberal, um, tolerant democracy. Henderson's punishment is 
the criticism that if you want to boo him when he yeah, plays... I mean, I mean there, are, there are loads of other players who play for other clubs and you can say, let's not pick them because... Well, indeed. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Henderson doesn't play for a team that's owned by the PIF, by the way, but Kieran Trippier and, and Callum Wilson do. Now, that's you could say, well, OK, but if you're talking about sports washing, you know... You know, Trippier knew when he moved to Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, I mean that. that's that's one th- one element with which Southgate can't be involved. What has really disappointed me mm-hmm. is the way that having been very front foot, very decency and honesty throughout the time that he's been England coach, to mm-hmm. completely duck this. I, I, I but I don't. Think, just... I don't think he has. But the thing is, I don't think he has ducked he, it. He did. He did duck it. Well, I think that again, the reason. The, so my reasons are picking him is, you know, what kind of message does that send out? To, to everybody. People say, what did the message this send to the fans? If, if Southgate walks into the dressing room and goes, right, lads, I've not picked Henderson because he plays in that country. And if any of you go to that country, you're not playing as well. What's wrong with that? I, d- I don't think that that sends out the right message because we are a liberal, tolerant country. But that's got nothing to do with it. We're talking. Of course it's got something no, to do with it. No, it hasn't because, because there are plenty of managers down, down uh-huh. the years at international level. I mean, Italy would be a great example and I'm sure there are others who don't pick players who play in certain divisions because I don't think the quality of the football. But the quality is not that. Okay, that's a different argument. But, but South, but yeah, but let's be real here. Uh-huh. We can Southgate can use whatever excuse he wants. Mm-hmm. Southgate can do pick essentially whatever squad he wants to pick. Mm-hmm. If he wants to, t- I mean, he wouldn't do this. But if he wants to turn up tomorrow and say I'm not picking any Premier League players because they've, they've all been a pain in the ass, I'm going to pick Championship players. He can do that. He's yeah. not going to do that, but he can. Yeah. Right. With the Henderson thing, he can say Jordan Henderson has been a great servant to England. He's 33 years old. And he's now playing in Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. so he's not going to be eligible for selection because the standard of the football he's playing is not good enough. He can say that, yeah. right? He could also mean something else. And no one would say about it, but he could do yeah, that. But, but and, I, the, and the reality is this, mm-hmm. right? I said it on, on last week and I'll say it here again now and I still believe it. And I, so I believe it mm-hmm. even more after what Henderson said, actually. Um, this squad mm-hmm. has been built promoting tolerance, inclusivity, diversity, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I think if you're going to go and take the shilling and go and do that stuff over there, then you need to understand there are consequences for that. I, th- I think I it's think the that wrong that, I message. Think, I think that's madness. But I know you do, but you said it last week. We're yeah. not bringing anything new here, are mm-hmm. we? You said that last week. Well, I want to clarify my thoughts. You know, you're saying the same thing as well, so I'll, I'll, I'll respond to that. You know, the people are talking about this, and this is an ongoing conversation. I think if Henderson came out and denounced those, those views and said, no, 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 I'm not having any of that nonsense anymore or whatever, then I could understand. And if there was an ill feeling in the camp... Just purely right now with what Henderson said, then then Southgate has the responsibility to say, you know what, Henderson, actually, people aren't, aren't wanting you here because of what you've done and so on. OK, fine. But this idea that you, or you've gone over there, now you want to come back here, no, we're going to take that away from you. I don't think so. You know, someone said to me on, on, on Twitter, is it a case of he doesn't, he doesn't have the armband in Cedro, he comes back and just slips it back on when he comes here? Yeah. Because that's the freedoms we have. That highlights the freedoms we have. We don't want to, to act like them and so on. That, to me, is, is how you do it. If you want to boo him, boo him. If you want to criticise him and, you, and, and all the rest of it, do it. So say England have to wear the, the, England wear the, the rainbow armband mm-hmm. when they represent them. So I don't know if they are planning on doing that yeah. in these games, but so they do. And Henderson is captain because <clears throat> Harry Kane goes off injured. Mm-hmm. Right, He wears the rainbow armband. Yeah. And then he refuses to wear it when he goes to Saudi Arabia, and then he wears it again when he comes back. Oh, that's bullshit. Get a grip of yourself well, and, do, and do what you stand Either stand for what you believe in or don't. Well, I don't, I don't think Jordan Henderson is now homophobic, thinks that, that, that journalists who speak out against the regime should be murdered but, and doesn't believe in freedom. That's, 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 an, that's, an, that's an extreme of that, though, isn't it? Because it's not necessarily about him not wearing the armband is homophobic. It's the fact that he's basically used them as a bit of PR, it looks like. But I don't think I don't think he he now um, regrets his uh, you know or he goes against what he said. Well, he's certainly trying to 
airbrush that part of what he what he's done and what he stood for while he's in Saudi Arabia. He's certainly not drawing attention to that. And he's also, I, I think, he's also bringing out that line that so many people came out with in Qatar. Everything I've seen, it's been fun. Well, like, like I say, if, if so, when Roberto... It's, 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 it's if, ridiculously if Roberto, disingenuous. If Roberto Firmino goes back to the Brazil squad, and, and as if you've watched the documentaries, they'll say a prayer before the game. And it, oh, no, 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 you don't do that because you're living over there. I just think that'd be madness. But, you, but, but the same conversations we're having now are the conversation we had about the Qatar World Cup, which mm-hmm. we all agreed was a joke that it was there, mm-hmm. right? Because it endorses something that is wrong. Yeah. Okay. And Henderson parroted the line that Beckenbauer parroted that we mm-hmm. always did the piss at him for. So what's different? I, d- I think that when he comes back here, that shows you that this is the, this is the freedoms we have, and I don't think we should act in a way that is is right. You're now restrict. You have restricted access to certain things, which is if he gets picked for England, I think he still has the right to be well, for England. Henderson that said, when I went to Qatar, we had the experience we had at the World Cup. We got to meet the workers there, and it was totally different. It's exactly the same as what Beckham. Well, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair yeah. in in Henderson's defence, it was totally different because the workers they spoke to weren't dead. Exactly. I don't think Henderson should have moved to Saudi Arabia, but I'm just defending Southgate's right to pick him. That's all. But again, you can, you know, boo Henderson when he plays or whatever, all that kind of stuff. But I think Southgate should have the right to pick him. That is ultimately what I'm trying to say. I, 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 I well, can totally see what you're saying. I, I think, think he should have the right to pick him. I just don't think yeah. he should pick him. Well, and that's a different, you know, that's. I think it's Southgate's decision and who he picks. Is, 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 do you not also think that, you know, having read through that interview, and I'm sure plenty of listeners have as well, one of the other damning things about it is... Like how easy it is to to take like mm-hmm. a, a captain of club and country, mm-hmm. you know, from you know from England, of course, yeah. and, and Liverpool, and bring them over and and have them put in this situation where, given their very very limited knowledge of the, their subject, they mm-hmm. basically come out and defend it and are given yeah. and, Vish, and, and, you, and do it so vocally. It, it, that is really, I mean, I don't I'll know, t- if it's worrying, t- damning, or just. I, I think you're totally infuriate. right. I think I think you know it is staggering to me that someone who was the captain of arguably the biggest club in the world, right, and he's at the age he is and the stage of his career that he is, and I understand that he can turn around within a month and come out and just parrot all the talking points that exactly what Saudi Arabia want you to parrot. Mm-hmm. He's telling you there. I'll do those talking points, no problem. I'll do them in a, within a month. I'll take the money. And to some extent, I don't even know I'm doing it. Yeah. I don't even understand that this is what's happening mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the pernicious nature of what's happening. And yes, it's happening at mm-hmm. Newcastle. And yes, it's happening elsewhere. I totally understand that. But it's also happening here. And this is the conversation we're having now about the England team. So this is why this is more relevant today. If he can be sports washed so quickly in that way as the captain of Liverpool and one of the most decorated players in English football history, then it can happen to anyone and we should call it out. That is something that we can all agree on, definitely. And it is a damning situation uh, indeed. So I think, look, we have a lot of common ground on this. It's just, as I say, that that, that point about whether he should be uh, allowed to pick him or not. But anyway, I think we should go for a break to have a breather for ourselves and the listeners. Um, There we are. All right, see you in a moment. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. He needs to find, first of all, the best formation that suits the squad of players. <laughs> He's not really done that, has he? Yeah, he watched the video. Neil Lennon there. Yeah. Just uh, full of piss and wind, some say. wee job Certainly full of wind there, Andy, you yeah. would say. Yeah. Uh, right, I want to start the second half on a very different uh, foot. We're going to talk about uh, Louis van Gaal. He claimed that the World Cup was rigged to help Lionel Messi lift the trophy. Uh, a preconceived game, Messi had to become world champion. Uh, of course, that was when Argentina played the Netherlands in the quarterfinal. And he said the Argentinians were not punished for overstepping the mark during the Dutch's quarterfinal uh, with them. So, um, Luke, you subscribe to Matt Letizia's newsletter. I do. <laughs> uh, what, did Matt uh, talk about this in there? He's not yet, but hopefully, fingers crossed for next week. Um, <laughs> This last week's was very, very boring. I, I think I love the fact that Louis van Gaal's got to the stage of his life now where, which I call the granddad stage. Oh, yeah. Where you, you're long in the tooth, you've seen it all, you don't give a shit what you say anymore, mm. and you just come out with it. Like when I turn up to my. <laughs> uh, he's not given a shit for the best well, part of 30 years. Yes, that's a fair point. Um, the example I was just going to use is that I went to see my granddad, who's 92 the other day, and uh, when I turned up, he just looked at me. I, I had my newborn son in my arms, mm. and he looked at me and went, You've put on a bit. <laughs> I'd sort that out if I were you. Would you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's what Louis van Gaal's like now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, is it? Is it something he can be indicted for? Can he be pulled up in front of the beak for that? I, the beak? Yeah. I, 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 I don't think so. Well, I had always thought he was a man of science. And if you go back to that Argentina-Netherlands game, it's clear that the reason Argentina... What's a game, by the way? Yes. It's, it's clear that the reason Argentina got away with it is nothing to do with Messi. It's Leandro Paredes and his mm. unique combination of extreme handsomeness and chicanery. There you are, you see. 
that's, that's, that's the reason, works. Louis. If you're listening, oh, you, you see, um, you see Netherlands Argentina in a quarter final of the World Cup, and you go, "Oh yeah, here we go." This is what yes. I'm in it for. Well, it, yeah. it, it nearly disappointed then, of course, there, at the end there, of the game. There are a few games that I would happily watch all the way through again, but I would, I would definitely. Watch it's already that been all nicknamed the, the Battle of Lucille, hasn't it? I'd fast. It's got a Wikipedia it to, page, the Battle of Lucille. I'd fast forward it to the last ten minutes, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Crying out loud. Just um, nice to see Mark Vekel score a goal. Indeed. He scored a couple of goals. Yeah. Was it two goals he got? Yeah, yeah he got yeah, one was, very, yeah. very deep in injury time. One about 10 minutes from the, the end. Freaky, the freaky goal was absolutely good. Yeah, because it, it was it, so it, well thought out. And it was it, what they did to us in 98. Yes. Um, 17 yellow cards in that game. Lovely old job. <laughs> uh, Vish, do you think that there is a conspiracy in this game? <laughs> <laughs> Fish, what do you think about Matt, uh, Matt Atticio's newsletter? Um, so I only get bits of it from you, yeah, and which and is ironic because he's the reason he's got a newsletter is because he wants to bypass the mainstream media, definitely. and yet you're a member of the mainstream media who's really. giving me this information. I wish I was the member of the mainstream media. They won't have me. Well, uh, yeah, sorry, Lou, I don't think we agree with you there. Um, but Good to we, have him in the, in but, the conversation. But we always enjoy yes. So, So, yeah, we, we would like to encourage you to, um, to talk more nonsense. Uh, speaking of uh, nonsense, uh, let's talk about uh, refereeing. Luke, you were unhappy with Mike Dean's contributions on Sky on the weekend. And not just the weekend. Yeah, true enough. Yeah, yeah that was um, the Generally. latest uh, contribution of Mike Dean's that made you unhappy. It turns out, though, that the Pugmol, B-G-M-O-L. <laughs> the Pugmol posse. Yeah. <laughs> and the Premier League will release in-game audio of on-field officials and uh, VAR teams this season in a regular TV show featuring Howard Webb. You understand that. He was obviously... Head, you know, of, head, head of Pugmore. Exactly. And, you know, referee for, for, for many, many years. Uh, and Michael Owen uh, called match officials mic'd up. Yeah, so I, what I, don't it, I watched it last night. They needed a mic, Andy. About this. And they got one in little Mikey <laughs> it's Owen. Nice to have a mic in there. You've just, you've just explained it all to me. I was, <laughs> was going to say, when Howard Webb is really knowledgeable and really quite charismatic, yeah. What is Michael Owen doing Balance, there? Andy, balance. I, wa- <laughs> I watched it last night and... Um, Within about three seconds of the camera zooming into both of them standing behind mm. the desk, I looked at Michael Owen and went, "Well, he's not a presenter, no, because he's he, he's not got the gravitas." Do you think it's because Sky, like they just have a lack of presenters there? They don't have anybody that does that job. So they, it was it was a PLP it's not production, a Sky production, wasn't it? no way. Yeah, it's yeah, a PLP, okay, one, which is why it was on TNT sense. as well. Yeah. And if you watch it back, when ah, Howard, you see, it makes sense when Howard Webb's making his points. Um, I always think, and this is a little tip generally in terms of TV. If you've got two presenters on a TV show, you can tell how good they are as presenters by what they do when the other one's talking. Right? Because everyone can read an auto cue, anyone can gesticulate with their hands. The ones who hold their. Anyone can read an auto cue. Nadine Dorries disagrees. So does Tim, <laughs> so Tim Lovejoy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after all this time. Yeah. Um, Play the, the, um, the hits. The, what you'll see, so with Ant and Deck, right? Here we go. It's, it's a great example. The, the gold standard. When Howard Webb was talking last night, Michael Owen was literally looking off camera, nodding at the producer <laughs> like mm. that, and nodding back again, and then going, Okay, Howard. Well, what about this? And yeah, having it, not listened to what he says, and I think yeah. if you are, yeah, I think if you are going to do a PGMOL fronted clarification about VAR, the, the laws have got complicated. People want to know. I think it's broadly a good idea. Yes, I think you are treating it and the viewers with contempt if you get Michael Owen to front it. Mm. I think it's going, oh, we should get Michael to do it. You good know, is it not a lot more complicated than the obvious solution, which is? having referees in front of the camera in the flash afterwards. The, no, pro- um, the reason they don't want to do that, though, is because they don't want it to be... They want to control it. And I think I think if you are adren- you've got adrenaline, you come off the back of a big game, when players do it, it's kind of funny. 
when referees do it, it can be undermining. I think. I think there needs to be a bit of clear, think, deep. I think, I th- I think it works. Very, it works very well it. in other countries. Mm. Yeah. I, th- I think the Ill, the ill feeling that often gets generated against games where there are contentious issues. I, I I generally would feel uncomfortable of putting a referee in that position, even if the, the justi- justification was sound. I don't necessarily think that needs to be done. You know, that justification needs to be put forward by the standing referee. And, and here's here's the thing. One of the most imp- interesting bits of because I mean, I don't know if you guys watched it, but they went for a lot of different decisions from the season so far, yes. and it was pretty interesting. Um, one of the things I found pretty interesting was the uh, the Onana one, which they started yeah. with. Onana, if people don't remember, mm. he, he nailed um, Kalazic. Um, uh, Wolves versus Manchester. Yeah, there wasn't a penalty, and it was a robbery, and we did react after that game, and Wolves <laughs> should have got something at the game, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, what Howard Webb said, which made me think, actually made me think, was that he said, yeah, that should have been looked at. It probably should have been given a penalty. Here's why it was made a mistake. We made a mistake. We want to get better at that, right? Um, and here's what I realised from that. You know, football fans actually don't want the right decisions to be made all the time, do mm. they? They want to say, well, that wasn't given a penalty last week of Onana, so why is our keeper getting penalised mm. for it this week? Whereas Howard Webb's point of view, of course, is at odds with that. He's saying, we got it wrong here. We want to make sure we get it right in the future. Yeah. So no one's ever going to be satisfied by it anyway. It's just the endless feedback loop of two sets of people wanting different things. Yeah, I no, don't know, no, but it's, it's different though, isn't uh, it? Because it, it, it humanises the referees, doesn't it? In a way that because we see football through the prism of television and seeing everything 15 times we've forgotten how difficult it is at the time and I think the admission that honest mistakes happen is really important well I, I found the the, the the chat and you, you listen to um, some of the audio of the VAR uh, talking to the referee it's quite interesting because you can you can hear the um, the VAR team chatting away but then yeah. you can also hear the referee talking to, to the, the players, players yeah. which, is, which is quite funny I thought but uh, it's going to be checked yeah. it's going to be checked yeah, that's yeah. what they say over and over again it's going to be checked yeah, I thought, there was they a can't point, be talking to each other there was a point for the Havertz one where I was like fucking Anthony Taylor back off he's doing he's doing yeah. it as quickly as he can <laughs> yeah, yeah. the checking the checking yeah 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 well and also I think it does uh, highlight the extreme pressure and scrutiny that the referees are under you can imagine a whole stadium and also, you know, millions of people watching around the world. But but in, in that cauldron atmosphere of a stadium, you know, everyone's looking at you and you're going, hang on, hang on, and you're talking to somebody else. Decisions have to be made very quickly. They have to be on it. So there's, there's a lot of pressure and inevitably there will be made, uh, mistakes made. It is the, it's the obvious ones like Nathan Ake's goal against Fulham where everybody is saying, how on earth did you make that decision? How did you come to that decision? And I think that is it, really. That, that when you have a referee looking at the screen, if he goes over to, to, the, to the monitor and you have everybody discussing it, how did you come to that decision? Yeah. And that, I think, is the worry. Yeah, it's, this, it's, felt it's, like, this felt a little bit like a case study of where it went right. Yeah, I mean, the Onana one, I think yeah. that the chat was, it was the, the, atta- the attacking player. It was seen as got, a collision. It was seen as a collision. Who got, yeah, who got um, whacked by Onana. He wasn't the one who headed the football. So, But they also said, didn't they? They also said the VAR official or the, or the AVR, AVAR said, um, no, that's a collision. We don't look at those. We don't do those. One, one of them said that. One of them said that, but also one of them said oh, someone else headed the ball. So therefore... Craig was, Dawson, yeah. Yeah, there you go. He punched him in the face that he might have said something about his <laughs> mum. not look at personal vendetta. So, so, yeah. so I, I think what it does show up, I think, is yeah. the fact that referees... It shows up in even starker focus, because of course I think we've realised this anyway, but is that referees are othered, aren't they? They're kind of othered in mm. football. Because you see it happen in quite a pernicious way, I think, when... Because there has been Howard Webb's been on TV before and explained some of these decisions. They've played some of the audio. I think it might have done it on Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. not that long ago. And I saw a lot of Twitter reaction to that was people taking the piss out of the referees using each other's nicknames and stuff. Yeah. Oh, look at them, Dorsey this and Palsy that and Tails. Yeah. And it's like, 
what do you expect? Well, I don't know. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And it's the yeah. same kind of energy that when um, Clattenburg, who of course is, is a type of character, Clattenburg gets a tattoo because he referees the Champions League final. And I was like, why is he doing that? Well, because he's got to the apex of his yeah. pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very proud of it. And why is why shouldn't he be? So they're, uh, they're always other... And he did a little lizard impression in the final, if he you He did. It stuck his tongue out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had a bit right. of fun with it. There you go. But what I'm saying is that they're not treated the same way as other protagonists in football are. I, I and that's agree. at the root of a lot of these problems. No, I mean, really, I think what we need to see as far as the peak of good employment of VAR is concerned. It's like what happened in Portugal at the weekend where the uh, electrics go down, mm. um, the referee gives a penalty uh, and then VAR actually call him up on the phone and he's stood in the middle of the pitch with a mobile That's phone. Nice. Good, that. Uh, Pete's been calling out for wearable tech. So yeah. there you go. How's he getting reception? Of, so, oh, no, you can't. That, that's why it's a conspiracy. He has to be in the middle of the pitch. That's yeah. why. Where's that eagle? Can you fly this up there? <laughs> <laughs> if he was yeah, at yeah. Wembley, if he's with the E, he's fine. I think so. I've yeah. got to say, um, your your comment about um, referees being othered is absolutely spot on, which is why I think Howard Webb does really well at this, because we've seen on TV how pundits, ex-players, Talk to referees, treat referees. I know we yeah. joke about like Peter Walton in his, you know, in a spare bedroom of BT and now, well, not in TNT Sports anymore, but, um, you know, the way Rio dismisses him or like Hargreaves dismisses oh, Savage him. Savage as well. Oh, is he Savage? Yeah. So, so, listen, Robbie Savage is the worst. Sorry to cut him. Yeah. Robbie Savage hasn't got two brain cells to fucking rub together. <laughs> And he's, I'm not being funny, he's having a pop at someone else. I, I, I find that absolutely unbearable, I have to say. Yeah, and, and so it becomes a bit of schoolyard. And Howard Webb walks in there, he knows, like, right, I just can't reduce myself to their level. And luckily, he's, you know, he's been given platforms where he doesn't have to deal with fuckwits, essentially, yeah. on air. <laughs> Michael Owen aside. Yeah, well, I mean, Michael Owen's not fuckwit. He's yeah. just a bit bland, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. Careful, you might start a discussion that was spicier than the one in the first half. <laughs> 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 but but what, what, the, what we um, we end up in a situation here is with Howard Webb. We're lucky we t- I think we're lucky to have Howard Webb, who's able to articulate these things mm-hmm. very well. And just go even further back about your comment about um, fans. I think fundamentally what what fans will be a little bit frustrated in is the fact that, yes, there will be a correction. And for that reason, a season is not going to be refereed the same way. Yes, There's no consistency over a season. Yeah. And I can, I can understand why people would find that a bit annoying mm-hmm. because even just from the two examples we've used, yeah. the beneficiaries of those are Manchester United, a team that have long had referees, you know, curry favour with them. And Man City, the biggest team in the, in mm. the country in Europe. So... Mm-hmm. Um, far in line from me, if you watch Howard Webb on the telly, as he starts to speak, he always looks like he's just swallowed the last bit of his meal. He does this thing with his mouth where it looks like he's literally just finished a snack. Quite and it's like worth that. pointing out for look, looking out for on telly. Oh, I will do now. A bit um, of like relief. Gentlemen, um, just staying with uh, you know, refereeing and the laws of the game, oh, have you good. seen this? <laughs> uh, from a Swedish third-tier club called Torns IF. Uh, if that's pronounced Tunes or something, then um, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to call them Tunes yeah. uh, until um, I'm told otherwise. But they've oh, come no, up... he doesn't respect other cultures. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm very picky and choosy. Uh, yeah. with, with, uh, but, um, but they've come up with an ingenious way, or so they believe, to get around the offside law. Now, the current offside law states that uh, a referee decides whether a player is offside or not when the first point of contact is made with uh, the pass leading 
to the player who is going to um, uh, receive the ball or at least run onto it or whatever. So it's not when the ball leaves the foot of the passer. So when the, the, the moment that the player is offside is the first point of contact. Now, most people say, well, what's the difference? Ah, well, this is where uh, Torn's IF come in. In a video, it showed their manager um, come up with a plan for his players to keep the ball in the crook of their foot, like a bit of a scoop Yeah, pass. this is just what, what I want to see a third division Swedish team. It's great. Exactly. So it, it, it gives the other players is just that extra moment to get up the pitch and and to be in in the space. So so yeah. in other words, so if you so so most of the time you play a pass, the ball touches your foot and then it's off, yeah. of course. Whereas a scoop, just that extra moment, if you little scoop as you're on the scoop, the players then right go off you go off you go all of you dive bomb. I, I, I love the idea of Howard <laughs> Webb seeing this news yeah. as he just got back from the studio with Michael Owen. Go, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> what now? Well, a player like Owen would have benefited greatly. Imagine that he he's at his pace, that extra moment. Woof. He's I, in. I, I, I would, I would also say, while this is like quite neat, I was kind of like, oh, you know, third tier of Swedish football, fine. Mm. Looked at the table, they're eighth out of 16. <laughs> it's not working that, that well. That doesn't matter. Yeah, I reckon leave it. Where were they last season though, Vish? Yeah, you don't know. Don't know. Also, yeah. do your research. Yeah. <laughs> Turns, as I'm going to call them. Go on then. Um, have also grasped themselves up as well by speaking to IFAB for clarification. They've contacted also, IFAB. Also, absolute narc behaviour. Yeah. yeah, but why do that yeah. though? Try and game it then. Exactly, yeah. 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 Well, no wonder they're in the third team. Oh, uh, uh, oh, sorry, HSBC. We found a hole in the side of the, one of your walls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it leads straight oh, to the safe. This ATM's <laughs> pissing out money everywhere. Yeah. Just thought I'd better round it all up and give it back to you. Yeah. Oh, Tesco, you've, you've labelled this wrong. It should be fiver instead of one. I just love I would just <laughs> love it. Fucking losers. Yeah. I hope Absolute they get relegated. Point Dexter. What are they on? Yeah. 26 points. They're only eight points off relegation. But yeah. Do you, know, do you know what the reality of this would be? Why are you scooping the fourth tier of Swedish, <laughs> Swedish football? The reality of this, though, Vish, when it comes to actual execution on the game day, is essentially just going to be like a bloke at a pub quiz explaining why technically the quiz master's wrong. Yeah. Yes. And he should have a point. Yeah. And the quiz master's going to go, get fucked. You're not having one. <laughs> the referee is going to go, I don't care. It's offside. Oh. And they're yeah. going to have to deal with it later, which is mm. probably why they've contacted IFAB. Also, the, the other thing about that is if you look at the, you know, the technique involved, it's something you would only really be able to do on the edge of the box in terms of how close you'd have to be to a team's back to get line. To power in the pass. Well, well, to also to, to have the necessary effect, given it's a, yeah. it's a lofted pass, for example. And if you're Zidane, it's probably a lot easier to yeah, pull that if particular you're... skill off. And it's probably more relevant if you've got VAR rather than you're playing. I smooth. just want someone yeah, in the Premier League when, to try when, it. or in international football this weekend yeah. to have a go. Yeah. yeah. That's all yeah. I want. Yeah. There we are. Gentlemen, we're going to finish uh, with some transfer chat. Um, have you seen that uh, Luke's favourite Spurs defender, Davison Sanchez, moved to Galatasaray? Yeah, I don't know why he's being termed that. I, mm. I mean, I mean, he used to be good and now he's not, and mm. that kind of annoyed me a bit. You like the underdog? Um, he was. He's not really an underdog, though, is he? He is now. Why? Because he's gone to Galatasaray. You can't turn, your, you can't turn yourself into an underdog <laughs> yeah, by yeah. being worse. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. Okay. Um, well, yeah, he's, uh, his last act was missing that penalty in the Carabao Cup against the mighty Fulham. His real last act was getting that cuddle from uh, Son on the touchline oh. after, he, after he scored at Burnley, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Lovely Son. He's yeah. just so lovely. So he's, he's off. Tango and Domble is joining him there on loan. Yeah, Sanchez will miss the flight. And then Dombele will need the oxygen mask on the roof to come down yeah. through the fucking flight. But they're going to be with Wilfred Zaha for a bit, Andy. And a cast of thousands. And that's what Turkey should be. That's what Turkey should always be. Yeah. It should be you should be able to look at you should be able to catch a Turkish game mm. or look on a website and see a lineup and go, oh yeah. Oh. Oh, right, great. Yeah. Oh, good. Him. That's what Turkey should be. I'll tell you what, Andy Carroll's you? sat around thinking, Hang on. fuck, I missed the trick Andy, here. Yeah. you've jumped ahead there. Don't be naughty. <laughs> um, Eric Bailly has, uh, has just left Manchester United for yeah. Besiktas. That goes into what you're saying. Mourinho's first signing. 
Yeah. And who will he be playing with there? Nicola Pepe and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. There we go. I love it. I love That's it. lovely. That's like scrolling through Instagram. You know, like your partner scrolling through Instagram. It's like, oh, uh, Joel's in Greece. No way, is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like an ultra Premier League version of the, the Rizzler game, really, isn't it? Tell us more. Huh? I don't think you, you know, should. You know yeah. where you stick it to your forehead and you, you have to, you have to describe who you are? Yeah. There we go. The Rizzler game. Rizzler. How, how are you writing Rizzler? Let me tell you something now. That's not the Rizzler game Andy used to play the South London. Well, I was about to say. Got any Veras? Yeah. Lovely. Uh, one, one, one doesn't become <laughs> endorsed <laughs> by Arsenal on Sky Sports. There you go. One yeah. doesn't become a yoga partner of Goldie accidentally. Yeah. yeah. I'll say. Yeah. Even your left-handed cigarettes. More in Ramble on I think, for that one. Elsewhere in Turkey, of course, Galatasaray uh, striker Maro Akadi recently bought the world's most expensive new car, the Rolls Royce Boat Tail. It's a bit chitty chitty bang bang, so by the sounds of it. I particularly love that A is worth 26 million euros. Fucking hell. Yeah. I love that <laughs> B, I, there are only three in existence and the other two are owned by Jay Z and Beyonce. Why, <laughs> why, why are you spending money on things that Wanda can take half of? <laughs> it's, it's, also, it's also a great. Um, it's, I don't really think it's the reaction he expected for him to be pull up in that and for Marcus to walk past with a can of fans on the go. That's a bit chitty chitty bang bang. <laughs> Cost me 26 million. I reckon, though, you're sitting about of a summer and you're thinking, well, we've done Argentinian MasterChef. What are we going to do next? Yeah. I, is he still playing? Argentinian MasterChef can't pay that much, is what I'm saying. He loaned that car out. Oh, it's all cultural currency, though. Yeah, it? well, yeah, yeah. Indeed, indeed. Cultural currency for what? To be called a bellend on this show? I think <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> Don't think he cares about the ramble. Right, <laughs> no more chat about bellends, OK? Yeah. Um, Andy Carroll um, has <laughs> been playing in the French second tier. And this is a lovely story to finish with, don't you think? With all the money in the game and players going to certain destinations and you think, oh, what is he doing that for? And blah, 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 blah. Andy Carroll has gone to the French second tier to play with Amiens and they're in playing that beautiful Jurassic Park S stadium. He came on in the 66th minute of his debut and he got a goal. He bloody got a goal, Andy Brassel. I tell you what, though, you think Papis Dembasise was their centre-forward last season and now it's Andy Carroll this season, mm. but he Callum Wilson's rubbing his hands and thinking, oh, that'll be me in five yeah, years' time. We're bringing Leon Best. Come on, he was, it was one all when he came on. Has Andy Carroll got the chops to play in the second division successfully in France? Is it, is it, well, he's a brute, so clearly. Is the standard yeah. low enough for him? <laughs> <laughs> at, this, at this point in his career, I mean, I just wondered. Yeah, I I'm, I'm sure Wait, he'll do fine. What are you talking about? He scored. Yeah. It's, so far, so good. Um, so Andy Carroll, yeah, was... In Prague for the Europa Conference League final, yeah, we got an email from a rambler midway through the summer. So they saw him in Greece or something, or photos emerged from him. You know, he was just like having a good time on yeah, holiday. This all checks out, though. yeah, sure. And now he's in France. Mm. He hasn't come back since the Europa Conference League, <laughs> has he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. He's basically just wandering through Europe back <laughs> yeah. back home, and like, oh, I'll stop here for a bit. His wife's wife the only one out for a pint of milk. <laughs> Wearing his slippers. <laughs> there we are, you yeah. see. I think that's lovely. Well, we'll keep you updated on Andy Carroll as he goes. Uh, right, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Patreon subscribers, don't go anywhere. Keep listening for Ramble Uncut. Of course, if you're not signed up yet, get yourselves over to our Patreon by hitting the link in the show notes. Also, follow us on X, TikTok, YouTube and Instagram at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. There we are, everybody. Thank you, Luke Moore. Cheers. Thank you for Dusan Andaraja. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Andy Brassel. Thank you, Andy Carroll. We'll see you soon. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.